Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, April 28th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Final Fantasy VII Remake's director wants the next parts to release ASAP. The Last of Us Part Two story details have leaked, so be careful as you explore the internet. Deadly Premonition 2 is releasing sooner than expected, and Nintendo should really let us upload our Animal Crossing save files to the cloud. Final Fantasy VII Remake's director and producer comment on future entries. I am still making my way through Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I don't know how it ends, but I do know it's not the full Final Fantasy VII story. We've known the game was going to be divided into parts for some time, and one of the game's directors, Tetsuya Nomura, and its producer, Yoshinori Katase, recently offered a few comments about what could potentially be next for the series. At Aitai Kamochi, which is spelled at A-I-T-A-I-K-I-M-O-C-H-I, is an account that, quote, translates stuff for fun, shared a number of tweets translating details from a recently released in Japan book, a Final Fantasy VII Remake Ultimania book, which has interviews with the game's creators. At Aitai Kamochi tweeted their translations and quoted Kitase, saying, regarding when the follow-up parts will release, We have a general idea of how the story will play out, but we haven't decided exactly how many parts, nor can we confirm anything. There's speculation that it will be three parts, but we're just doing things one step at a time. Nomura said, according to at Aitai Kamochi's translation, depends on how many parts the overall story will be. If we divide the story into larger parts, it'll take longer to make. If we divide it into more detailed, smaller sections, then developing it will be faster. I hope to release the next one ASAP. At Aitai Kamochi followed up with another tweet explaining their translation a little more that reads, Basically, Nomura is saying that if they focus on shorter stories within the overall story, let's say focusing entirely on Junon alone as a crazy idea, it'll be much faster to develop, as opposed to taking the OG story in big chunks and developing those as whole installments. Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced at E3 2015, so it has been a long time for it to finally release. With that timeline in mind, it feels like it is going to take a long time for us to see Part 2, and the game's main director, Tetsuya Nomura, is not a man who works quickly. He is responsible for the Kingdom Hearts series, after all. But... With that being said, it's worth remembering that Square Enix basically scrapped all the development that had been done on Final Fantasy VII Remake not too long after it had been announced. It was initially being developed by third-party developer CyberConnect2, but in 2017, Square Enix announced that the studio had been taken off the project and the game's development was moved internal. Who knows how much of CyberConnect2's work appears in the final game, 
it's entirely possible that Square Enix might have just started the whole thing over entirely. So with all that information floating around in our head, I think it's safe to assume that the next Final Fantasy VII Remake parts will come much quicker. I don't think new Final Fantasy VII Remakes will come annually every year, but it will be faster than the approximately five years we had to wait between the game's initial announcement and its release. The real question, I think, is which will we see first? Final Fantasy XVI or Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two? I have my money on 16. I realized something about all of this. I have played a lot of Final Fantasy games, but I never finished them. That is, until Final Fantasy 15. I played, enjoyed, and beat Final Fantasy 15. I am enjoying 7 Remake and will definitely finish it. And I just got really excited about the ambiguous idea of Final Fantasy 16. I think I am a Final Fantasy fan now. It finally happened. This is my official announcement. The Last of Us Part 2 story details did, in fact, leak. I mentioned yesterday that it seemed like Last of Us Part 2 story spoilers were out in the wild, but I didn't want to look into it any more than that in fear of spoilers. And while that remains true, I have not looked into it extensively and have no plans to, Naughty Dog did confirm the leak. The developer tweeted yesterday, We know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. There was some speculation that the leak may have been a result of internal Naughty Dog developers releasing the details in retaliation to the overwhelming crunch the studio experienced during development, but it's basically impossible to confirm that, and honestly, it just it seems unlikely. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, who I mention here because he often cites sources at Naughty Dog in his stories and covers crunch culture frequently, tweeted, No matter how angry you are about your workplace conditions or your pay or whatever else, leaking your whole game just hurts all the other people who are in the trenches with you. So many better ways to channel that rage. And then Schreier followed up writing, It's amazing how many people responding to this don't seem to get that devs at Naughty Dog, including a couple I just talked to, can be both infuriated by crunch culture and devastated that their hard work just leaked. This action doesn't just hurt management, it hurts workers. Be careful out there on the internet. Avoid Last of Us Part 2 discussions and set up some blocks for words like Joel and Ellie on Twitter. You only have to hold out until June 19th and then, you know, however long it takes you to beat the game after that. Good luck. Deadly Premonition 2 is coming sooner than expected. Deadly Premonition's sequel was surprise announced in September, and today it received a short trailer that revealed the game is releasing on July 10th, which is sooner than I personally expected. The original game follows investigator Francis York Morgan as he drinks a lot of coffee and explores a small town while attempting to solve a string of murders. It was heavily inspired by Twin Peaks, is an incredibly strange game, and is also not very good on a technical level. But there is no denying its charm. It's a cult classic, and I am part of the cult, even though I never really played it. 
I watched my wife play it extensively and really got absorbed into the story and its bizarre soundtrack. The game's director, who goes by Swery65, tweeted, Zach, our new journey will be available on 10th July 2020 only for Nintendo Switch. Can you wait? I'm looking forward to see you again. Which mimics the way the game's protagonist would often talk to himself. And then a Nintendo tweet was shared with that tweet that reads, Agent Francis York Morgan returns. Track down a vicious serial killer and explore the fictional town of Lacare in the surreal Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. Directed by Swery65, the mystery begins July 10th, only on Nintendo Switch. I believe the Blessing in Disguise subtitle is also a new detail. Here's the other weird thing about this tweet. Swery65 used the hashtag Deadly Premonition 2 and the hashtag A Blessing in Disguise, and they are both slightly misspelled, which could absolutely just be a typo. English is not his first language. But knowing Swery65, it could also be intentional. He tweeted about the game shortly after that initial tweet sharing a UK version of the trailer and used the same hashtags again. He fixed the... A blessing in disguise hashtag to be spelled properly, but the deadly premonition 2 hashtag still featured the same misspelling. I'm going to assume it's just a small typo, but seriously, when it comes to Swery 65, I have no idea. Here's a little bit of the music featured in the release date trailer, which is pretty great. Never a choice when somebody needs you. Can't turn away. You're their only lifeline, just a hero, a bullet for hire, working alone. Always a voice, a cry in the darkness, an echo of pain. I had a chance to meet Swery at E3 2013 to talk to him about D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die, his strange Connect game that was supposed to be episodic, but only released one episode and sadly never really went anywhere. And he was very charming and funny, and I was able to tell him how much I liked Deadly Premonition. I actually have a photo of that fateful meeting, which I will share on the at Gaming Ride Home Twitter account. This is my way of subtly trying to get you to go look at that Twitter account and start following it. Tell me if my plan is working by sending a tweet to the at Gaming Ride Home Twitter account. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Here's what released today. Gears Tactics is out today on PC, and the reception, as we discussed yesterday, has been positive. The question now is, will it find its audience? Are Gears of War fans interested in playing a tactics game? Are Gears of War fans, who have always primarily been console gamers, interested in playing a Gears game on PC? It was only recently that I realized the game is not coming to Xbox One today. I just assumed the game was coming to Xbox One the same day as it was coming to PC, but that's not the case. The game does not currently have a release date for Xbox One. Moving Out is also out today on Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. When Overcooked released in 2016, it essentially created a new genre, which is a rare occurrence these days. Moving Out is a new entry in the... um, I guess we could say like chaotic local multiplayer game that requires a lot of teamwork and will definitely make you mad at your teammates game. Instead of cooking meals at a restaurant, however, you're moving furniture out of various homes. I played the first few levels with my family and we had a good time. I think initially anyway, I might even like it more than overcooked, thanks in part to its simplicity. The tasks as far as we played were to move furniture out of a house Take everything from point A to point B. Sometimes you had to work together to carry things, and there were complicated paths that needed to be taken, but the general goal is just overall simpler than like cooking steak, cooking rice, putting those ingredients on a burrito, then delivering the plated meal to a specific location. I like the simplicity of get this toaster on the moving truck at all costs. There's also a pretty overt Seinfeld reference early on, which is a very easy thing a video game can do to make me like it. Sakura Wars is out today on PlayStation 4 in North America for the first time after releasing in Japan late last year. It's a soft reboot for the Sakura Wars series, which is an action RPG slash visual novel hybrid. The series has been around since 1996, and this is technically the sixth entry, even though it doesn't have a number or a subtitle at the end of its title. It's got mechs and anime cutscenes and was pretty successful when it came out in Japan. SnowRunner is out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC from developer Saber Interactive, who I feel like I have weirdly been talking a lot about lately. That developer was recently purchased for $525 million by Embracer Group, which seemed like a lot. But I keep mentioning their name, it feels like, every day, so maybe Embracer Group is onto something. But anyway, SnowRunner is a game about being a freelance truck driver who has to make various deliveries with various vehicles through complicated terrains. It has a real Death Stranding energy to it and boasts its physics engine and how well it simulates the acts of doing things like driving through shallow rivers, across ice, and through mud. And honestly, it looks kind of awesome. And finally, Telling Lies is out today on consoles. It was previously available for just PC and iOS devices. It's not a sequel, but it is a follow-up of sorts to 2015's Her Story from creator Sam Barlow. 
Barlow's games, at least his last two, this one and her story, are unique in that they use full motion video and actors to tell their stories. In Telling Lies, you are witness to conversations between four characters, played by notable actors, and the player has to piece together the larger story from those little snippets. The game was well-liked when it released. I have a copy of the Switch version, and I missed its original release, so I'm excited to check it out. That's it for video game news today. My kid has been getting into video games more and more with the quarantine, which is fun for me, her cool gaming dad. And she had been using my standard Switch, but with all the pandemic stuff that she has been taking in stride and recently learning that she will not be returning to school because they are staying closed through the end of the year, my wife convinced me that we should get her a yellow Switch light that she can call her own, which we did. Her Fortnite account transferred no problem, but I warned her she might have to play Animal Crossing on the Switch where she started the save file because I wasn't sure it could transfer, and my assumptions were correct. It does not transfer, which is so dumb, and I hate it. I knew it wouldn't upload to the cloud, you know, that service I pay money for, but I thought if I did this one-time switch-to-switch transfer, it might travel over. I was disappointed when I finished the transfer, loaded up Animal Crossing on the new Switch Lite, and it tried to start a new game. I almost had a heart attack, though, when I went to the old Switch and realized her account was no longer on there. I panicked because no one prepares you for how to tell your kid that you lost their Animal Crossing save that they have been playing for weeks. With sweat forming on my brow, I signed into her account on the old Switch, loaded up Animal Crossing, and it asked me if I wanted to connect the game to the save data that was already on the Switch, and I instantly collapsed with relief like a bomb diffuser that had picked the right wire to cut. The moral of the story is, Nintendo, I am paying for cloud services. Just let me use them. I promise I won't steal turnips or whatever you're scared I am going to try and do by having a save in the cloud. I don't even like turnips. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send me an email at kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check me out on my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. I keep getting messages, like comments on the archives for the streams and tweets sent at me that Resident Evil Code Veronica X is one of the harder Resident Evil games, which makes me very nervous. Hopefully I make it to the end. Hopefully I survive. You can also find me on the MinMax show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
marketing, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.